Hello, my sweets, and welcome back to Shifts and Giggles with Mar. I'm your host, Mar, and today I have with me Mallory. Mallory lives in Las Vegas, Nevada, and she practices witchcraft. And before you start getting ideas of pointed hats and crystals and broomsticks, just know, well, some people do that for sure, <laughs> but Mallory doesn't. She has a really interesting take on what witchcraft is, and I had an incredible time connecting with her and talking about all of the things that we've actually come to find out through different methods. So I highly recommend you listen to this episode. I had so much fun recording it with her, and I'm sure you will have so much fun listening to it. So let's jump in. Just as a quick disclaimer and trigger warning, although we don't discuss it in detail, there is mention of sexual abuse in this episode. Welcome, Mallory. Thank you for having me. I'm excited Thank to you be so here. Thank you for being here. Amazing. All the way from Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I'm in Las Vegas for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you move around a lot yes. and it's really exciting. So I'm excited to get into your story. We're here to talk about witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure when I say that, a lot of people probably have like candles and broomsticks and pointy hats in their minds, but I know that's not what it is. So I'm going to ask you, what exactly is witchcraft? Yes. So, well, I will, I'll start by saying what is witchcraft to me, because what's kind of cool about witchcraft is that it is not an organized practice or religion. And in fact, several different cultures have sort of on their own evolved in into having some sort of healing or witchcraft practice. So you can go to any continent, any place on the world, and they probably have some sort of history with the idea of witchcraft, which is really just an evolution of either paganism or even pre-pagan shamanism or some sort of like healing practice or healing tradition. Um, witchcraft to me is very much a journey of self-exploration mm. and really getting in touch with the center and the self and in that way really getting in, getting in touch with uh, source energy and spirit and all of those things, you know, really realizing that the magic and all of those things that we want, which is like more manifestation and sort of uh, really just knowing thyself, it is all already inside of you. And so witchcraft mm -hmm. for me has really been about peeling back those layers and figuring out what are the tools and what are the things that I need to do on a daily basis to get more in touch with that center? And it can totally be crystals and broomsticks and <laughs> candles and all of those things. But, you know, over the years, it really has. That's what that's what it did start out, you know, for with or mm -hmm. it started out as <laughs> with me. <laughs> Um, and it does with a lot of people. That's what draws them in. But then you realize that it really is this deep exploration of the self and 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 a healing practice. I love that. I love that you talk about it all being inside of you. I know a lot of people get really caught up with all of the paraphernalia, but I love that you say that it's already there and it's yes. more about discovery than it is like finding out things. Right, right. A rediscovery too, because we truly are born with all of it inside mm. of us. And I just feel like just ancestral stuff and cultural stuff and all of this this stuff gets layered on top of us to where we we really have to use our tools to peel back those layers. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It is. It's so much <laughs> fun. <It> is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say that. I think about that all 
the time because I've gotten to the point now. I think when I started out in my sort of, I'll say my grown up healing journey because I started practicing witchcraft when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Whoa. And it certainly wasn't, back then it was really just about like, I grew up in the 90s. We had like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and mm-hmm. the craft and like <laughs> we just wanted to be powerful. And I, you know, I, that's a whole different tangent altogether is that, you know, again, sort of a, a reclamation of power, especially as a woman or as anyone who doesn't feel like they're really um, in their power. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a small girl, I was like, this is this is awesome. Like, I don't choose what I wear, where I go to school, what I study, what I eat. <laughs> you know, I can't buy my own groceries. So like, how are we going to feel powerful in this way? And so I do see a lot of young people, you know, around that age, preteen or teenagers really using witchcraft um, to their advantage because it's probably one of the only ways they can feel powerful. Mm, right. Um, but but in my adult journey, I I honestly used to really fear the painful part of healing and the shadow part of healing because that's mm. truly is part of it, right? Is like really um sort of going into the depths and and exploring your subconscious and going back into old memories that may be painful or dealing with current situations that might be really painful. And now it's so funny. Years later, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get our (laughs) Oh, this hurts. Awesome. Sick. Like, there's so much growth. (laughs) It's true. Like, trauma has become such, I don't know if it's become a dirty word, but like, it's kind of a dirty word. Like, it triggers people. Mm. And I'm like, no, there's so much power in it. Mm -hmm. Like, to experience it, to feel it, that's a gift. Like that identifies exactly where you can grow. Oh, I love that. I don't know. I just, I'm just like so obsessed with healing and trauma and all these things. So I'm excited to hear even more about your journey. Yeah. So you talked about finding witchcraft like when you were quite a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Was it just through like media that you discovered it or was there a specific thing that brought you to witchcraft? It I honestly I if I had to pinpoint it it was a friend my best friend when I was young. I think she was just way cooler than I was. But we <laughs> we all have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up we would go to the library. I live in a I grew up in a a pretty small ish town. There was really not much to do as a kid. And um, it was a lot safer back then, which is nice. But we would go to the library, we would get books on witchcraft and then we would just play with it. We would collect different ingredients out of our mother's gardens and we would mm-hmm. wake up or stay up really late at night when our, our parents had gone to sleep and we would sneak out and do spells and <laughs> it was it. crazy <laughs> and um when I think about it now I'm like oh my gosh how are we alive we were pretty wild but um, that lasted a few years. I even I can go back to my parents' house. I've looked through my old journals and stuff from when I was a kid, and I have little spells written down, all the ingredients. They're like oh little recipes, gosh. and um, you know. And then puberty hit hard, and my friend and I we weren't as close, and I was preoccupied with how I looked and boys and mm. all of the things that every teenager thinks about. And um, and I like to say I sort of like lost touch with a lot of my magic for many, many years. And mm. after I... I had I had a pretty I mean I would love to actually go back and look at the astrology of my my late teens and 20s cuz it was pretty gnarly and 
And looking back also, it was very much self-imposed. And Mm -hmm. so I don't like to look at it and say like, I suffered through this or I, you know, I survived this trauma or whatever. It Mm -hmm. truly, and this is just me, I I don't expect everyone to speak of their trauma in the same way. I really hate that idea that like, oh, you manifested this horrible Mm -hmm. thing that happened to you. I really don't vibe with that. It does not feel good to me. Sometimes, listen, life is... All of human life, life on this plane, however you want to talk about it, I like to think of it as um, it is a duality. Uh, I mean, the, gosh, I could talk about this for hours, but I really <laughs> me too. I'm so into going. So if you look at a lot of ancient uh, religions or traditions, uh, there's this idea that pops up throughout multiple cultures that there was a point in the history of the universe where it was all one, and then it split into two. So it was able to experience itself. So the Mm. universe, universal love, whatever you want to call it, God wanted to experience itself outside of itself. And so it split creating a duality. This is the whole idea of like, you know, the devil was an angel that fell from heaven. And so became, you know, it was like, it was all one thing. And then there was Mm -hmm. a split. And so we split into this duality. I think about this all the time when I see evil in the world or when I see hardship and I see really horrific things that you know, as spiritual folks, it's important for us not to bypass, but to be of the earth and be of this plane. We, you know, if we were only meant to be in, you know, our bliss all the time, we probably wouldn't be on earth. (laughs) Um, And so I think of this duality and, um, and so anyway, and however, I don't want to suggest that like, oh, if, like you came here to experience this horrific thing that happened to you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but what mm-hmm. I feel in my body is that all of my trauma was somehow sort of there for a reason and, mm-hmm. and not, not all self-imposed, but I was certainly reliving trauma loops and things that I inherited mm-hmm. from my mm-hmm. family and from my ancestors and from past lives even. And I was reliving those in a lot of ways so that I could heal them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my twenties were a fucking mess. So sorry, you can bleep that out. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> my twenties were a mess. And then when I started to fi- like find my magic again and find witchcraft and, and, and all of these things again, I was in my late twenties and I was in um, my first marriage and, you know, a lot of it didn't really feel right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. looking at hindsight is 2020 and it's, you know, it's, not I, I I feel like we both needed that experience and it was a beautiful experience in a lot of ways, but um it was a it was like shining a light on a lot of the things that I was ignoring. Mm. He was like the perfect mirror for me to see just how I was not living in integrity and living my truth. And so wow. it was around the time we got divorced that I started to um really start to heal a lot of trauma. And you know what is so crazy? It was literally probably not even a year after the divorce, a really horrific secret came out of my family that had to do uh, with sexual abuse and um, wow. and incest and all of this crazy stuff. And without getting too much into the details, I'll take my responsibility as one of the victims of, the, of that child abuse. Um, but I don't want to, you know, 
out anyone else in my family if they're not ready to go there. Um, right. and, and so like, I just think it's crazy that the second I started to really heal and to really go deep into my own healing, me just thinking that it had to do with like men and my sexuality and like whatever, I had, ne- I had no real recollection of the abuse. It was sort of like a far off memory that I thought I had made up and that I thought wow. I was like, oh, I'm super fucked up. Like I'm gross because <gasps> I have this weird, like, dreamy memory of this thing that happened to me as a child, I must be, I must be fucked up. But then when I found out that it happened to other people in my family and I found out it was true, it all started to come together in this crazy way. Now, if that would have happened to me before I started my healing journey, I honestly can't tell you how I would have dealt with it. I don't, I, there's Mm. no way to know. But what I do know is that with the tools that I all of a sudden have after like a year or so of really deep healing, I was able to handle it in a totally different way mm-hmm. and it just catapulted me into this world of healing and now helping to heal others that um I honestly I think it's why I'm here. So yeah, pretty pretty stoked about it at this point. I love that. <laughs> I I love that you describe it as being catapulted. And mm-hmm. the thing is with trauma a lot of people talk about like oh I wasted so much time or I like oh. they have this idea of like n- not trusting the timing of their healing. And I think sometimes we have to hold on to our trauma for a little bit to Mm. let it grow, to let that energy build up inside of us so that when we find our purpose, so that when we're ready to do the healing, we have this like volt of energy within us to catapult us towards what we're actually ready to do. So I love that you talk about the timing of that, just working out in divine timing. It's just incredible. I love that so much. Yes. So let's talk about the shifts you experienced as you were healing. Like, oh what were the sorts of things that you did, like with witchcraft? And I, like, I'm so curious. Oh, I love this because I've actually been, sort I've almost been seeing it as like having a big Mary Poppins bag lately. Because I love that, right? Because it's I, you know, there's all the internet is such a beautiful and crazy place. But I'm mm-hmm. always thinking in terms of like codifying things and Mm. um oh well these are your tools and I'm like you're only thinking this way because that's sort of the more masculine way of approaching everything because that's how you can sell something like just to be totally Mm. honest like I'm I'm writing a course right now and I'm like oh we have to I have to codify this (laughs) I have to like it's like no 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 what real magic is and what real intuition is is having a bag of tricks that you can kind of pull from. And here's a really good example. So the Akashic Records, for anyone who doesn't know, it's, you know what, I'm not even going to be really good at explaining this, but how I picture it is sort of this like higher realm. It's packed with all of your, they call them masters, teachers, and loved ones. It's like ascended masters and angels and spirits and all these people or souls or spirits or whatever you want to call them that are they're, they're on your team they sort of mm-hmm. see everything they can see time and space in every direction and they're here to guide you and when i got my first akashic records book i opened the first page and i was like nope <laughs> no, this is weird i don't like how this feels <laughs> And I put it up back on my shelf. And then about a year later, I went and did a weekend training. I got Akashic Records certified. I, you know, have been playing with the records ever since. I'm totally comfortable with them, but it didn't happen for another year. And I Mm. swear to you, I opened the same book to the same page a year later. And I was like, yes, I'm home. This feels good. So like we can do that all the time with your oracle cards, your tarot cards, your, your energy healer, your, um, 
you know, whatever your astrology, whatever it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, pulling from your bag of tricks whenever it feels right. Mm-hmm. And 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 using them for you know I don't always use tarot cards I certainly don't use them in my healings um, mm. very very rarely will I bust out my deck and it's probably going to be when I'm like I really feel like I need some some more guidance like I'm not getting it from my own intuitive powers mm-hmm. and so the other day I got out you know a deck that a friend had gifted me and just like went ham for two hours, you know, pulling cards and <laughs> writing notes. And, you know, and it's like, well, I haven't done that in more than a year. So it's just, it was the timing. It just, it was what I needed in the moment and it was beautiful. Mm. So in terms of tools, I would say the first thing to do is keep in mind that you can learn all of it. You can learn the herbal uh, correspondences to magic and, and astrology and the cosmos. You can learn astrology. You can play with your crystals and learn all the different associations with different energies. You can make potions. You can do spells. You can do all of this stuff. But if you try to codify it, at least in my experience, and make it to where, okay, I'm going to do this every single day and I'm going to, you know, use this herb, you know, like it, the the point of witchcraft in a lot of ways is that so much of it is intuited. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's not like, oh, okay, well, I don't hear, hear voices and I don't see things and my intuition's not very strong. So I guess I'm not a witch. That's not true either. It's a muscle. You, you work mm-hmm. the muscle, you work it every Absolutely. single day and it gets stronger. Some people truly are born with a little bit of an easier ability to tap into this stuff, but none of us are exempt. We all get to experience this magic. I mean, I will speak for myself. I am not a natural medium or a natural intuitive. I was telling you before we got on, I have a stellium in Sagittarius. I'm all over the place. It's all about expansion and movement. It's really overwhelming. I have almost no earth or water in my chart. (laughs) I have so much water in my chart. (laughs) Like almost zero. It's all air and fire. And so I'm not the most grounded human. (laughs) But like what a combo. (laughs) It's a lot. Let me tell you. (laughs) You should talk to my partner. (laughs) See how that's working out for him. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with astrology, a stellium, which Mallory just mentioned, means that you have three or more planets within one sign. She talks about having stellium in Sagittarius, which means that she exhibits more strong Sagittarian qualities than the average person, which if you haven't already figured out from this podcast is extremely true. She travels quite a bit. She's moved to different places. Sagittarians are all about higher learning, travel, and exploration and expansion. I actually have a stellium in Pisces, which is all about imagination and dreaminess and emotions and all of that fun, watery stuff. She also mentions not having much water or earth in her chart. And the zodiacs, much like everything else, are all about balance and fire and air tend to breed one another. So hot air, bigger fire, you get the idea. I have trained myself to be incredibly intuitive to where like I work with one-on-one with clients. I see visions for them that are very accurate. It doesn't always happen, but it, it happens a lot. And I have my own connection with spirit and with my intuition that is, uh, I would say, really intense and really powerful. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you think you were born with or not. You you can work these these muscles. Absolutely. And I love that earlier you were talking about it's about remembering. Mm-hmm. It's not so much learning them for the first time because I do truly believe that intuition and just the knowing already exists within us. Oh, absolutely. And if there's one 
tip that I could have given my younger self, it would be, yes, learn, you know, the the science behind it or whatever you want to call or like the details or, you know, get out your flashcards, memorize mm-hmm. what all the different herbs do. Yeah, do that. But also sit with each herb mm-hmm. with your eyes closed, sip the tea ask for messages from the plant spirit, you know, sit with the tarot cards. Don't just sit and memorize every single one of them as it is, you know, written on a tarot website or in your tarot course. Sleep with the card under your pillow, put it Mm. in your bag, take it around with you, take a look at it every single, you know, every couple of hours and look at the imagery and, and see what that means to you because the whole point of all of this stuff is to, again, get back, <laughs> get back <laughs> into your intuition. And and this is also what very much differentiates you and makes you a powerful healer, even mm. if you're just a healer of yourself. You don't obviously need to like go out and be a healer now, but mm-hmm. we all have these really unique and beautiful approaches. And I think I really tried to manage my magic in a lot of ways. <laughs> and it it really fucked me up. I it, like it made me think I was doing things wrong when in fact mm. my I think my spirit and was just waiting for me to tap into my own unique vibe, which mm. I like refused to do because I was like, no, 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 these people are doing it better. They're, they have more money than me. They they're, mm. you know, they have their shit together. Um and so that would be my one my one tip is like learn all the things yes but also like sit with it and like find your own your own flavor mhm recently i heard it was incredible and it was such an aha moment for me it was where your shame lives is where your power lives mm. so oh, you no. saying like yeah i didn't want to do it my way because someone else was doing it better but you can only do it the way that you do it yes. and it's the places that you shy away that you need to lean into so i love I love that you're there. Oh, <laughs> I love that you found it. I love that so much. Where your shame lives, your power lives. Oh. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your shift into purpose because you're helping all of these people. You're you're tapping into all of these things. I want to know how you found that, what inspired you to start healing other people and helping them on their healing journeys. Ooh, yes. So it all started. <laughs> it all started about three, four years ago. I was... Um, I, I say I'm, I was homeless, but I was actually home full. I had lots of homes. Mm, I, I I'm that. very, I was very blessed to have, I was staying with my parents, my best friends, my, you know, the guy I was dating at the time, who's now my boyfriend. And I, but I had my dog and I had my car and that was it. And I was just kind of like driving in this, you know, I don't know, 600 mile radius in, in Northern California, just like, <laughs> Really so traumatic. It's so sad. <laughs> and um, but at the time I was like, man, I wish that I couldn't really find any like witchy stores that I liked. I felt a little bit alienated, if I'm honest, from a lot of these places. Like mm-hmm. if you look at me, I kind of look like um I don't know, like I could be like a mom of a couple of tall. I don't have kids, but like, you know, like I don't look like at the time, I didn't have any tattoos. I was, I didn't look cool. I didn't feel cool going into these places. <laughs> and of course, this is all just projection. But like, mm-hmm. there was just, there was this part of me that was like, I wish I could just order like a kit and it would mm. just come in the mail and it wouldn't smell like patchouli because I'm not into that. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there's just like this one way of being spiritual sometimes. And if you're mm. not either like wearing all black or wearing all white and you know, like it's like, 
one or the other. It's, and <laughs> I just wanted my spiritual practice to just feel like me. And so I started a company called Manifest Box, which is, um, it is no longer, you can't find that anymore, um, because I rebranded and relaunched in 2020 to Four Corners Studio. But I, I launched these boxes, these kits, and I was super stoked about it. And then was kind of realizing like, this is the gateway drug that I want for people. I want them to like the manifestation to be the gateway drug to the deeper healing. And mm. so then I started to get really into energy healing. I, um, and I took some, I started learning from a shaman and different shamanic tools and practices and, uh, and, and different, just a different like energy healing, healing tools. And it just, it morphed from there. I mean, when I started learning Reiki, I thought it was insane. I was like, there's no way this works. <laughs> this is crazy. And now I'm a Reiki master and my practice has really transformed into something again that is much more mine. I use uh, vocal toning and vibration. I use sound healing and uh, a little bit of Reiki, you know, just kind of whatever comes through. And, and it really still is like, I love, I love sort of transitioning people from the world of like, ooh, is this, what is this? Is this scary? Is it, is this going to hurt someone? Is it going to hurt me? I mean, the word witch really scares a lot of people, which is oh, yeah. a number one reason why I still use it because I was really contemplating just being like, oh, I'm just spiritual or I'm an mm -hmm. energy healer, which I am. But like, this is, I, it, it felt important to reclaim the word in a way. And I know yes. I'm not the only one doing this. I don't want to come off like, I'm the one reclaiming the word. But no, there's no, a lot you, of people. You play a part in it. No, own yes, it. Totally. Yes. And there, so I feel like there's, um, and especially in the way that I experience it, which is basically like, we are the healers. And I don't mm -hmm. care if you do it for a living or if you are just healing yourself and healing generations of trauma, like your family will feel that, your loved ones, your yes. partners, your friends. You're like, even if, if you work on Wall Street and you're a banker and you're doing the healing work, you're a witch. And it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, what you look like or what you do for a living or anything like that. So I think that truly my job in this world so far has been to be like, hey, look at me. I'm wearing like a sweatshirt <laughs> and my room is a mess and I'm my life's a little chaotic and nothing looks perfect. And I am still so magical and you mm. can too. And like you can heal and it doesn't need to look perfect. And in fact, it won't. And you can use these tools to your advantage and you can find a deep connection with the earth and with source and bring those together to begin to make a life that feels like it's home, that feels mm. good to you, like you're not struggling every single day. Because I remember what that felt like and it was horrible. Mm -hmm. It was really horrible. Oh, I got chills from yeah. all of that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I love that you talk about, you know, feeling at one point like you didn't feel as though there were places in the spiritual community that you felt at home. Yeah. And something that someone said to me when I was like, oh, I just feel like I don't belong anywhere. They turned to me and they were like, God, like that's because you're a leader. Mm. Like no one's gone to the places that you want to go. So of course you like, like, of course they don't resonate with you. You're here to forge a new path. It's so mind blowing when you realize that power within you. And I'm so stoked and excited to know you because I feel like you've just totally tapped into that. You've become this person for other people. And like, 
I just want to know you let you know that I'm proud of you and thank you. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you just so just so the listeners know, we just met like 15 minutes ago. Like, yeah, like right before like, we like, <laughs> You have such a beautiful way of like reflecting what I'm saying to that's like a really Aww. amazing gift too. So wow, I'm just I'm really excited to know you too. <laughs> That's so sweet of you. Okay. So now that you've gone through all of this, yes. I know I'm excited to try witchcraft. I'm <laughs> sure people listening are excited to try witchcraft. What are your tips on starting? Yes. Big fan of books. And I really need to get like my my reading list together because I think I've been asked this about 300 times and I still have yet to put this reading list together. Um, go online. I really like, I think it's called Bookshop. Or like bookshop.com. Mm-hmm. They ship really fast. I'm not affiliated in any way. I just like trying <laughs> things that aren't Amazon. Um, <laughs> and just start, like write, just type in the word witch or witchcraft um, and start to look around and read the description, see what vibes with you and mm. grab a book because it's going to be the cheapest option. And it will really start to familiarize you with the different concepts because all of the concepts are kind of the same. You're going to go through different magical correspondences of maybe like food or herbs, flowers, crystals, basically giving you this sense that everything is magical. Like everything mm. you look at, suddenly like you're not just drinking a glass of water, you are like blessing the water and then drinking it and taking it inside of you. Like that's witchcraft in a lot of ways. It's free. It's accessible. You know, it, it, I mean, I have a blog. You can go and start reading the blog for free. And then I would start to really tune into energy and start researching how energy works. And mm-hmm. I think that was a big shift for me because, um, oh, and I have a friend, she recently said, don't start with money spells because you're they're harder. <laughs> um, they're harder because they involve a lot more healing for a lot of us. Some of us are really powerful manifestors and some of us have a lot of things to work through. I think it's, um, it's a bit misleading to say again, that codification that like, well, if you just go through these steps, you're going to heal all of your money issues and you're mm-hmm. going to make a million dollars. Like I will be the one person who might say this to you that hasn't worked for me. And it does not mean that I'm not magical. It just means that I have different karma to work through. Mm. And I, so I think it's like, it's really good to, to start with like little, you know, little tests. Um, one thing I love doing, and I do this in my daily, my morning routine, I will say, okay, spirit, like show me something about X, Y, Z. So like, gosh, the other day, I think I said, I did something with my partner where I was like, show me, um, a man that I don't freaking know, even like appreciates me or something. I don't even know what I said. And then like, I swear to you, he was like ultra affectionate and like bought me a coffee when I didn't ask for it. Like, it's crazy. Like these little things you can kind of play with, like just mm-hmm. looking at it almost like you're playing around. Um, I have another teacher who said once, uh, just think of a red car, think of a red car and you'll start seeing red cars everywhere. Now you could argue this is just like the power of association and like noticing things more, but this is kind of, these are these little ways that you can start to strengthen your intuition and just start noticing the the weird little magical things around you. So playing with energy in that way is really important. So I would say those two things are probably my biggest recommendations. Um, The online witch community is vast and um, 
let's see how to say this, ooh, eclectic. <laughs> and I don't want people to be scared off by some of the stuff that's out there. <laughs> and and here's what I mean. Um, okay. So I talked in the beginning about how witchcraft is not a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, there are myriad different approaches and different ways of of learning and and absorbing information when it comes to witchcraft. Wicca or being a Wiccan is a more organized way of experiencing witchcraft. It is it is considered a religion. And outside of that, there's paganism, but neither of which I know a whole lot about because I just find them to be more organized and my soul doesn't vibe with that. Like I like to have a practice that is my own and I make the rules and it is like I am sovereign and no one tells me no one tells me if I've made it to like a high priestess level. I tell me mm-hmm. when I'm a high priestess, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's what you'll see in a lot of um, more organized witch communities is it's like, oh, you have to go through all of these different, I don't know if they're courses or levels. I actually just right. really don't know how it works. I'm, I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I just, it's just not what I study and or what mm-hmm. I teach. I teach more solitary witchcraft of like, here's, here's how you start to form your practice. Um, so if something doesn't vibe with you, if you see something that freaks you out, just move on. There's going to be someone who teaches it in a way that vibes with you. And you just kind of have to, again, fill up your Mary Poppins bag with your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. So, I mean, this might be a big question, but what's next for you? Ooh. I mean, a healing journey is never done and that's the fun of it. What's next? Yes. So what is next for me personally? I I feel like for about two years now, I've been calling in a new teacher Mm. and it hasn't come. And that's okay because that just means it isn't the right time. And so Mm -hmm. I am waiting for that, you know, hell yes moment of of finding um, someone or even like a group or whatever it might be that uh, is going to take me into the next part of my journey. But until then, I, you know, I have a very solid practice of, of speaking with spirit and doing my thing. Um, (laughs) I'm moving at some point this year. So hoping Mm -hmm. to find a very magical place to move. And in my business, it honestly, I'm really focusing on, um, my main offer, which is Magic Lab, which is launching on January 28th, but there will be several different cohorts of the course meeting all year long. So if you know if this airs after that, or if you didn't make it into the first cohort, there's many more after that. And it honestly, it's like a Magic 101 course that I don't, I've never seen before because it's not tarot, it's not astrology. You're not going to really be learning sort of the quote unquote basics of witchcraft, but instead we're going to be focusing inward. We're going to be focusing on finding our power, raising and sending power to our target and really crafting spells that work for us. Um, because the, I think the idea historically with a lot of witchcraft and books and stuff is like, okay, do all these spells that were pre-written for you, which I've done for years and I, I still do them. Um, but I really want people, I think that the energy of the earth and of our plane on earth, this plane on earth mm-hmm. is really shifting toward a more autonomous sort of like sovereign yes. uh, place where it, again, it's no longer about those hierarchical structures or even like with my energy healing clients, I'm like, I'm not the guru. I'm not actually even doing anything. I'm leading you into your mm-hmm. plane because I that, that always felt kind of yucky to me. 
And I would do it too. I would find someone and I would like worship them as my teacher and my, and it's like, oh, they're just like a person who knows like a little bit more than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're a healer that's holding space for you while you heal. It doesn't mean Mm. that they're, they could be a mess. You're a healer. (laughs) I kid you not. This is probably some of the most powerful healers. You would look at their lives and be like, Lord, you need to get yourself together. And that's okay because they're not, they don't have to be perfect in order to heal you. They just have to be good at holding space and doing their job. Oh, goosebumps. Girl, I did ayahuasca on a carpeted stained floor outside (laughs) of San Diego in the baby's like house. You know, like it wasn't like some... (laughs) like beautiful blah place in like Costa Rica with (laughs) people walking. No, I, we were like puking and crying and like rolling around on the carpet and it was insane. (gasps) The whole thing. I don't recommend ayahuasca for everyone, by the way. (laughs) I don't. If it calls to you, it calls to you. If not, just leave it alone. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, that was obviously one of the more healing experiences of my entire existence. And, you know, it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't perfect. It was far Mm -hmm. from it. I think that was kind of the point, actually. (laughs) Absolutely. Healing is never pretty. It is never pretty. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, congratulations on all of your healing, you know, the first step is obviously the hardest Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that. And your momentum is so awe-inspiring and I'm so happy to have met you. If anyone else wants to connect with you, where can they find you, Mallory? Yes. So I am at fourcorners.studio. That is the site. So no.com. Mm-hmm. Just four I will corners. link that. Thank you. Um, and then I'm really just on Instagram, honestly, at Four Corners Studio. And that's where I hang out a lot. You can also find me at Mallory Leone. And I I do that's more uh, it's not personal, but it's I talk a little bit more candidly there <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, I would love for you guys to join me over there. I'm sure they will after this. (laughs) It was so, so nice connecting with you, Mallory, and I hope you keep in touch. Yes, you do. You do next. (laughs) Did you notice real quick that our last names are kind of similar? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I saw that and I was like, it's a sign. It's totally a sign. That's crazy. So is it, so Leone in Italian is is lion. So is yours of, of the lion's? It's of Leon, which is okay. a place. Oh, it's I a place. Okay. It's a place. But I I consider my spirit animal a lion because yes. I'm a lion. <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much again for joining me, Mallory. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and for showing up for yourself. I want to know what resonated with you. Let me know what shifted and let me know what made you giggle by leaving me a review on iTunes. You can also follow me on Instagram at shifts and giggles with Mar so we can follow along on each other's journeys. I am sending each and every one of you so much love. I hope you feel it, take that energy and shift it into something beautiful for yourself. I will see you on the next episode.